0: guys, and welcome to the Moms and Mysteries podcast, a true crime podcast featuring myself, Mandy, and my dear friend, Melissa. Hi,
1: Melissa. Hi, Mandy. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing really well. When this comes out on Monday and Tuesday, or Tuesday, really, the weather we're going to be having here, I'm already smiling about it. It's like... I can hear it in your voice that you're smiling.
0: I can also lighting see it on the screen, but <laughs> I could definitely... I
1: would have known that you were smiling
0: just by the tone of your voice when you said that.
1: (laughs) I truly look like someone that's in love. I'm just beaming. I cannot (laughs) wait for two days of like fall-ish weather. It's going to be awesome
0: me too and let me tell you after the last two mornings we've had I am like looking forward to it even more I don't know if you were able to get like outside outside earlier Mm -hmm. in the morning the last couple of days but the humidity level I'm not even joking I looked it up yesterday it was 86% and I was like wow this is really going to make my morning walk like unenjoyable Uh and I did it and it was terrible and then (laughs) this morning I got up and it was very humid again and I checked Mm -hmm. on my phone and said it was 95% this morning. So (gasps) I decided I will not be I will be checking the humidity levels from now on and determining whether or not I want to go take my morning walk because it was so awful. So yeah, after that uh,
1: experience, I'm beyond ready for the next few days. I made the mistake of taking a little bit of a later walk than I normally do with the dog. And so it was like 1030. And I came back and like my whole door was covered with like water or moisture it was so gross I was like what is happening here yes yeah it's It's, it's been
0: really sticky and damp just like the air is dance which is so so weird it's so gross (laughs) i know it just sounds it's it is as disgusting as it sounds for sure um but yeah so we're actually getting down though into the 50s which is like the first time this year and it's so much different than anything we've had so
1: far this year so yes we are both very excited (laughs) (laughs) it's truly sweater weather not just me forcing myself into a sweater because it's comfortable and then like infuriated a few hours later when it's (laughs) 90 degrees again
0: oh and by the way if you love our weather reports we do have that new t-shirt well it's kind of new ish i feel like it's been there for a little while but we do have a couple of new designs um for t-shirts on uh the merch part of our website if you haven't checked that out go check that out we have one
1: specifically for those of you who love the weather reports? It's one of my favorites. It says I'm just here for the weather reports. And <laughs> that's true. Um, and if you want to become a Patreon supporter, patreon.com slash moms and mysteries podcast, you can get that shirt at a certain tier. Um, but you have other things there like bonus episodes. We have one every month, and so that's six years worth of bonus episodes, and we have ads. So three, how many is that, release. Melissa? Okay, six <laughs> 12 72 times sick I can't do that no why would you try to <laughs> do a that lot. to me Yes. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's <a> lot. <laughs> believe us um so anyway there's ad free early release episodes there different merch all kinds of stuff patreoncom mysteries podcast
0: all right so the story that we are going to be talking about this week is one that unfortunately hasn't received a lot of attention but it is relatively recent and it is currently still unresolved so it is in need of attention 24-year-old Felicia Johnson went missing on April 16, 2022, while visiting Houston, Texas. Limited information is available about Felicia's background, other than the fact that she lived in California before her disappearance, and her father, Kevin, spoke very highly of her. He described her as beautiful, kind, and a loving soul who brought joy to everyone she met. Her loss has brought about a deep sorrow, and her father grieves for the life that Felicia could have had. Although Felicia aspired to work in the hair, makeup, and modeling industry, in the spring of 2022, she was involved in online sex work. Felicia operated an OnlyFans account, and she sought clients through various websites and social media platforms. An investigation into Felicia's whereabouts was prompted when her friends and family were unable to contact her while she was on a trip to Houston for her 24th birthday, On April 13th, 2022, she checked into the Intercontinental Hotel, Houston Medical Center, located at 6750 Main Street. During the early hours of April 16th, which was just a couple of days into her trip, Felicia stopped using her phone, and this raised some concerns among her friends and family. At 10.30 a.m. on April 16th, Felicia's family contacted a friend of hers and asked if they would be able to track Felicia's phone location using the find my phone feature. The friend was able to do that, and the location of the phone was traced to Bear Creek Park, which was near Clay Road and North Eldridge Parkway in Houston. So the friend went to this location and ended up finding Felicia's cell phone. The phone was found off the roadway and the screen was facing downward. And when Felicia's friend started looking at the phone more closely, she noticed that there was blood on various parts of the phone, including the sides, the bottom, the back of the case, and even inside of the case. After making this discovery, Felicia's friend reported her missing and turned her phone over to the police.
1: Initially, Felicia's loved ones believed that she had been last seen on April 15th at the Cover Girls nightclub in Houston, where they thought she may have gone to look for employment. It was reported that she called for an Uber after leaving the club, but when the Uber was delayed, a man at the club offered to provide her with a ride to her intended destination. However, the police investigation ended up revealing that these events at the Cover Girls nightclub were actually unrelated to Felicia's disappearance. After learning about Felicia's disappearance, her father, Kevin, traveled from San Diego to Houston and worked diligently to raise awareness about her situation. He gave multiple interviews to the media, appealing to the public and law enforcement for assistance. In one emotional plea, Kevin directly addressed his daughter and spoke of his love for her and his determination to bring her home. Kevin worked with a community activist and hired a private investigator in his quest to find Felicia. He also partnered with Crime Stoppers, offering a $5,000 reward and mobilizing efforts to secure additional funds for the reward. He was so desperate just to find his daughter. Kevin's advocacy led to increased pressure on the Houston Police Department to conduct a thorough investigation into Felicia's disappearance. Texas EquiSearch and the FBI both got involved. We actually met somebody from Texas EquiSearch. At CrimeCon, which was a really cool conversation to have. yeah. Yeah. So EquiSearch conducted a search in the vicinity of where Felicia's phone was discovered. Tim Miller, who's actually responsible for Texas EquiSearch, described Bear Creek Park as having dense areas and secluded roads that could make it very easy to dispose of items without being detected. He mentioned his concerns about the possibility that Felicia might never be found. This search ultimately led to the recovery of Felicia's purse near the roadway in Bear Creek Park. Inside the purse were Felicia's ID, multiple credit cards, and a face mask. Detectives conducted a
0: month-long investigation into the disappearance of 24-year-old Felicia. A criminal complaint pertaining to the case was able to provide some insight into their findings. Detectives tried to establish Felicia's last known whereabouts. On April the 15th, at approximately 5 p.m., Felicia went to the Intercontinental Hotel where she was staying in Houston. It's not clear whether she stayed at the hotel for that evening or if she actually went out again that night. To trace the events that followed, detectives obtained the video surveillance footage from the hotel, and they observed a gray Porsche Macan SUV entering the hotel's driveway at around 2.54 a.m., Next, the surveillance footage showed Felicia getting into an elevator on the 15th floor of the hotel at approximately 2.55 a.m., so just one minute after this Porsche pulls up to the hotel. Around one minute after that, she got out of the elevator, and she was seen holding a cell phone and a purse, and she proceeded to the hotel's lobby, exited the hotel, and got into the passenger side of this gray Porsche SUV, which then drove off and left the area. Investigators explored the possibility that Felicia could have been engaged in sex work when she was picked up by this SUV. They conducted a search for the term Felicia on a website that just looks for sex work advertisements across the internet, and they did end up finding an advertisement that was posted on April 16th at 1228 AM on a website named skipthegame.com.
1: Investigators delved into Uber records that may have been related to Felicia's movements. Their investigation revealed the following sequence of events. On April 16th at 2.47, an Uber ride was requested for pickup at the Intercontinental Hotel, but it wasn't actually requested by Felicia herself. An individual named Chuck Wabua in Wabauda had sent a request for pickup at 6750 Main Street in Houston, which was the address of the hotel, with the intended drop-off location of 3233 Windchase Boulevard in Houston, which was Chuck's address according to his driver's license information. We're going to be referring to him as Chuck throughout the episode. The Uber driver assigned to this request was driving a Porsche Macan. At 2.56 a.m., the driver picked up Felicia at the hotel and dropped her off at Windchase at 3.28 a.m. No further Uber requests were made by Chuck or Felicia after this drop-off. Detectives set out to learn more about 28-year-old Chuck. They learned that he had grown up in Texas and had attended schools in the Fort Bend County area, although his family was from Nigeria. Additionally, police discovered a prior incident involving Chuck. On November 11, 2020, at 5:07 a.m., the Houston Police Department responded to a complaint of a "quote sexual assault just occurred" end quote at the West Oaks Apartment Complex in Houston. The victim, who is referred to as Jessica, reported an encounter with Chuck. According to Jessica's account, she had been waiting at the complex for a friend who didn't show up. Chuck approached her and engaged in conversation. Jessica entered his vehicle, and they went for a ride. The report indicated that Chuck parked his vehicle on a dark, unlit, dead-end street near 14913 Richmond Avenue, at which point he allegedly attempted to sexually assault Jessica. She managed to break free, and he chased her down the street and grabbed her by the waist, but ultimately, Jessica was able to escape and call the police. However, when police spoke with her later, Jessica denied any physical violence or sexual assault, saying she didn't want to press charges and she merely wanted to go home. And we have more to get into, and we will after a quick break to your word from this week's sponsors. Today's sponsor, Nutrisense.com, uses a CGM, which is a small device that provides real-time feedback on how your body responds to the foods that you're eating. How we feel physically is so important when it comes to how we feel mentally. If my body feels tired all the time or I'm crashing in the afternoons, it's hard to feel good about myself and really life in general. And when in my head I know foods affect my mood and sleep and health, it's really easy to ignore it. But with NutriSense.com, I'm able to see the link between my mood, sleep, and health and the foods I'm eating. And I'm able to make adjustments in my food in real time and see the results for myself. Seeing is believing. And with NutriSense, you can begin to understand
0: your glucose trends and see your macronutrient breakdown with each meal. And if you're like that sounds like gibberish to me, that's okay. Your NutriSense nutritionist can help you break it down
1: in a way that works for you. So at first I thought using NutriSense would be really time-consuming, but it's not. My CGM stays on and in place, and it's sharing information about my glucose levels right to my phone. Then I just take pictures of the foods I'm eating, and NutriSense gives me immediate feedback to help me in the future or encourage the decisions I'm making. Go to NutriSense.com moms and use code moms to save $30 and get
0: one month of free nutritionist support. Be sure to tell them you learned about NutriSense.com from the
1: Moms and Mysteries podcast. Step into the glitzy world of June's journey and prepare for an adventure that's out of this world. Get ready to ditch the dull and dive into a world where mystery meets glamour and where June Parker's drama-filled escapades will have you hooked faster than you can say flapper dress. Whether you're itching for a whodunit fix or just craving an escape from the mundane, June's journey is your ticket to excitement. Follow June as she unravels family secrets and untangles the web of mystery surrounding her sister's death. It's like joining a high society soiree, but with way more intrigue and way fewer dull conversations about the weather. Just kidding, you know we love a weather chat. So slip into your virtual flapper dress and immerse yourself in a world where every corner holds a new clue and every twist keeps you guessing. But hold on to your pearls because June's Journey isn't just another run of the mill mobile game. I'm already knee deep in the fifth chapter of June's Journey and each chapter is more fun than the last. From the breathtaking scenery to the toe tapping music, Everything about June's Journey screams class. So what are you waiting for? Step into June's world and let the adventure begin. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Want to get away? Yeah, I do too. But since that's not really on the agenda anytime soon, I'll have to settle for a different kind of journey. And you can too, all with a fun mobile game. June's Journey allows you to enter the realm of June Parker, where an extraordinary adventure awaits. Best of all, no plane tickets needed. Say goodbye to the ordinary and immerse yourself in a world where intrigue meets elegance, courtesy of the drama-filled exploits of June Parker. Whether you're in need of a riveting mystery or simply yearning to escape the monotony of everyday life, June's Journey is your gateway to excitement. Follow June as she unravels hidden family secrets and navigates the intricate web surrounding her sister's demise. It's sort of like an upscale soiree, minus the dull weather discussions, although we secretly enjoy those too. But hold on to your pearls, as June's Journey is no ordinary mobile game. I'm deep in the fifth chapter, with each section proving more enjoyable than the last. From the awe inspiring scenery to the catchy tunes, every aspect of June's Journey exudes sophistication and refinement. Don't hesitate any longer. Step into June's world and let the thrilling adventure commence. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. And now, back to the episode.
0: Before the break, we were starting to talk about the disappearance of Felicia Johnson. She was a 24-year-old woman who was visiting Houston, Texas, and was picked up by an Uber that the police found out that was sent by a man named Chuck Wabua, who we have been referring to as Chuck for this episode. So as the police were looking into this guy, Chuck, and kind of how he could be connected to Felicia, they learned about another female victim that had an encounter with Chuck just a few weeks earlier. After speaking with this woman, who was referred to in the media as Jessica, They interviewed Chuck, and he told the officers that he had first met this woman, Jessica, at the apartment complex, and they left together in his vehicle to go to a gas station. Once they were at this gas station, he said that he withdrew $150 from an ATM, placed the money on his dashboard, and Jessica took it, allegedly as a payment for sex work. Next, he said they drove to a dark, dead-end street, and both of them got into the backseat of his car. Chuck claimed that Jessica got out of his car without giving his money back, which led to him chasing her down to get his money back. He says that he then returned to his apartment complex, the same place where he just met Jessica, and he stayed there until the police arrived. Chuck was thoroughly investigated, and police found out that he owned a 2009 Silver Honda Accord that was registered to his residence on South Richmond Avenue, which is where he'd been living since March of 2020. As a side note, this is not the same address where Chuck had Felicia dropped off. That was at the apartment on Windchase Boulevard. So the investigators went to the apartment complex that was on Windchase, and they were able to obtain surveillance footage from the complex that showed Chuck arriving there at 3.18 a.m. on April 16th. Felicia's Uber arrived at that same location 10 minutes later and dropped her off and then drove away from the complex at 3.29 a.m. At 3.40, Chuck's Honda was seen traveling northbound on Winchase Boulevard towards his current place of residence, which was at an apartment complex on Richmond Avenue. And it's believed that Felicia was in the car with him at this time. So this kind of seems a little hard to follow. Basically, what you need to know is that he had this Uber pick Felicia up from her hotel the Intercontinental in Houston, and had her taken to an old apartment complex where he used to live. And he also met, he also went there and picked her up from there. And then they went to where he actually lived at a different apartment complex. So this is a like kind of like a lot going on and gets very confusing about who, you know, kind of went where. Chuck was seen on surveillance pulling into the apartment where he lived on Richmond Avenue at 538 a.m., A review of his bank records revealed that he had made two ATM withdrawals on April the 16th. There was one for $300 and one for $200. He also made a purchase at Walmart that same day, as well as other separate purchases the next day on April the 17th. Further investigation into these Walmart purchases showed that he bought a t-shirt and an Ozark trail flashlight on the 16th. And the following day he bought four hand towels, a 13 gallon trash can and 13 gallon trash bags. Chuck was seen on both days wearing a bandage wrapped around his right hand, and it was later learned that he actually had gone to a medical clinic at ten twelve on the morning of April 16th and claimed that he had cut himself while he was opening boxes that morning. Investigators also took a close look at Felicia's cell phone records, and they learned that her phone pinged off a cell tower near Chuck's apartment on Richmond Avenue at 3.55am on the 16th. By 5.12 a.m., her phone was connected to a cell tower in the same area that it was later found soaked in blood along with her purse. This suggested that when Chuck left his apartment at 4.54 a.m. and returned at 5.28, he may have been out disposing Felicia's belongings. As part of their investigation into Felicia's phone records, they also looked into her Snapchat history and they found out that she had arranged to meet someone on April 16th for a sum of $500, which coincidentally is the exact same amount that Chuck had taken out of the ATM
1: that day. Based on all the evidence they had, police were able to get a warrant to search Chuck's apartment as well as his Honda on May 13th. A warrant was also issued for his arrest the same day. Officers were able to apprehend him during a traffic stop, and he was taken into custody. Inside Chuck's car were several pieces of incriminating evidence, including a 9mm handgun, multiple receipts from Home Depot, a Walmart receipt, several loose latex gloves, a large kitchen knife, and a shovel. Like, everything that you wouldn't want to have in your car if you are being right. arrested for something like this yeah. is in his car. <laughs> Investigators sprayed the car with Blue Star, which is similar to Luminol, and multiple areas of the car, including the back seat and the trunk, lit up, indicating that there's a presence of blood. The large kitchen knife also showed the presence of blood. The receipts that were found in the car proved that Chuck had purchased several questionable items on April 16th and the 17th. There were gloves that were bought at Home Depot at 8.14 a.m. on the 16th, and then the next day, he bought a reciprocating saw from Walmart. Later that day, he goes back to Home Depot and he buys an 18-inch pruning saw and more gloves. Back at his apartment, authorities identified bloodstains in multiple areas within the residence. Some of the places they found blood were on the floor in the hallway right outside the bathroom, also on a blue flip-flop that was in the bedroom, on the bottom of an office chair in the bedroom, the bedroom floor, as well as the bottom of the bedroom door jam, also on the bottom of the exterior bedroom door, and on the front of the bedroom nightstand. There was blood everywhere. Truly everywhere. Blue Star showed significant blood traces on the bedroom floor and hallway just outside the bedroom and bathroom area. The blood in the hallway was determined to be a mixture of both Felicia and Chuck's blood, while the blood in the other locations was confirmed to only be Felicia's. Based on these incredibly grim findings, police believe that Felicia had most likely been murdered in the apartment and was then dismembered and transported out of Chuck's apartment in the following days. We're not sure exactly what happened while Chuck was at the police station after being brought in. Keep in mind, they have an arrest warrant, but we do know that he was ultimately not charged with anything that day, and he was later released. Police said they did not have enough evidence to arrest him, but they did seize his cell phone to be searched. To probably no one's surprise, and you're not going to be surprised either hearing this, Chuck hightailed it out of town as soon as the police said he was free to leave. I will say we we hear it both ways, right? Sometimes you'll hear right. that there's no evidence that somebody's being held, and this just feels like he gave you everything. You have an arrest warrant. Why did he leave? I don't get and it. And
0: that's the thing, because the the evidence that they had to obtain the arrest warrant, definitely, to me, who, of course, you know, we say all the time, we're just lay people. We're just regular citizens. But to me, that seems like it would be enough to charge him. There's physical evidence. There has to be something that you can find to charge him and, and hold him there while you keep looking into this. So that is, it's just very frustrating and unfortunate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So investigators also end up finding a picture of a dismembered woman on his phone. However, the victim in this photo has not been confirmed to be Felicia. Additionally, there were three other photos of deceased individuals whose identities and details have not been released. And we still have more to get into after one last break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. There's a reason why when babies are fussy, the first thing we think is... need a good nap. And that's because sleep is important for growing babies as well as already grown adults. In some ways, I feel like I need sleep more now than I did when I was younger, or at the very least, I really crave good sleep. And thanks to Beam's Dream Powder, I can reach my sleep goals while also enjoying a healthy and delicious cup of hot cocoa before bed.
0: Yes, sleep is that important. In fact, poor sleep can cause things like mood issues, lower productivity, and even weight gain, and sleeping less than 6-7 to hours per night is linked to a reduction of your white blood cells, which is what protects our body against illness and diseases.
1: If you struggle with getting to sleep and staying asleep like me, dream may just be what you're looking for. And there are statistics to prove it. A recent clinical study revealed dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed and 93% reported that dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. And today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam's dream powder. their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Now available in delicious flavors like sea salt caramel, cinnamon cocoa, and chocolate peanut butter. Better sleep has never tasted better.
0: I like to mix my cinnamon cocoa dream with hot water, but you can also use the milk of your choosing. Froth it up and get ready for a great night's sleep. Unlike other sleep aids I've tried before, I wake up after taking dream clear-headed and well-rested. And that's because Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD, which means not only does it help you fall asleep, but also stay asleep and wake up feeling refreshed. If you want to try Beam's best-selling Dream Powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com moms and use code moms at checkout. That's shop dot com, slash moms and use code moms for up to 40% off.
1: Just like Lenny Kravitz, I want to get away. I want to fly away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while I'm stuck on the ground for now, I can settle for a new kind of journey all with a fun mobile game. Step into the enchanting world of June Parker with June's Journey, where a spectacular adventure awaits you. And the best part? No plane tickets needed. Bid farewell to the ordinary and immerse yourself in a realm where intrigue dances with elegance, all thanks to the drama-filled escapades of our charming heroine, June Parker. Whether you crave a captivating mystery or simply wish to escape the humdrum of daily life, June's journey is your portal to excitement. Join June on her quest to uncover hidden family secrets and navigate the tangled web surrounding her sister's demise. So slip into your virtual flapper dress and dive into a world where each corner holds a new clue and every twist leaves you on the edge of your seat. But hold on to your pearls, because June's Journey is no ordinary mobile game. I'm knee-deep in the fifth chapter, and each section is really more delightful than the last. From the breathtaking scenery to the catchy tunes, every aspect oozes sophistication and refinement. So don't hesitate any longer, step into June's world, and let the thrilling adventure unfold. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? Let's keep it, it simple. Uh, I'm making the promo just keep it simple just say hey we're the Bravo Bros two guys that talk about Bravo ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we're the Bravo Bros no
0: oh dude stop with the voice just the vo- keep it simple
1: I've seen promos on TV dude this is how you get the fans in- engaged this is how you get listeners we're trying to get listeners here if we just say oh we're two dudes that talk about Bravo people are gonna get tired of it already we need some oomph alright then fine let's try to do it with your voice Bravo Bros good job And now back to the episode.
0: So to summarize the important events that are related to Felicia Johnson's disappearance at 1228 AM on April the 16th, 2022, Felicia posted an ad on the website, skipthegame.com. And at an unspecified time, she did engage with a potential customer. That person was 28 year old Chuck Wabua and Waboda. At 2.27 a.m., Chuck arranged for an Uber to pick Felicia up at her hotel and to drop her off at the apartments on Winchase Boulevard in Houston, which is the address on Chuck's driver's license, but not the address where he actually lived. A gray Porsche SUV arrived and picked Felicia up from her hotel at 2.56 a.m., and she was dropped off at the entrance to the apartment complex on Winchase at 3.28 a.m. Felicia then got into Chuck's Honda and they arrived at the apartment where he actually lived on Richmond Avenue at 3.51 that morning. Felicia's cell phone connected to a tower nearby at this time, confirming that she was there. About an hour later, at 4.54 a.m., Chuck left his apartment and headed towards Highway 6, allegedly to dispose of Felicia's cell phone and purse. Once again, her cell phone connected to a tower in the area that it was later found at 5.12 a.m., and Chuck's vehicle returned to his apartment complex at 5.38 that morning. Later, Chuck went to Home Depot and bought gloves, and then at 10.12, he went to the clinic with a sliced hand, saying that he cut it while he was cutting boxes. This was the same day that he later stopped and bought a t-shirt and the Ozark Trail flashlight from Walmart. The next day, April 17th, Chuck bought the reciprocating saw, a pruning saw, more gloves, a trash can, trash bags, and hand towels. Police believe he then dismembered Felicia's body inside of his apartment and disposed of her remains days later.
1: The investigation into Felicia's likely murder continued and investigators obtained a search warrant for Chuck's Gmail account in early June. His Google account showed some concerning internet searches in the days and weeks after Felicia's disappearance. Four days after Felicia was last seen, Chuck searched, does bleach denature blood, as well as can bleach destroy DNA? Also, what does bleach do to blood? What does vinegar do to blood? And does vinegar destroy DNA? Yeah, so I feel like I have definitely searched some questionable
0: things, but I have never searched like that stuff. I'm scared to ever have anything like that on my search history. uh,
1: Totally. But also putting this many things, like if you were to say you're reading this story and uh, you want to learn more about it and you wonder can bleach destroy DNA, you might search that. But you're probably not going to search all of those things in quick succession. That's right. That's a lot to have at one time. So on April 21st, he asked Google where the most forested part of Houston was. And on April 27th, he probably realized just how bad this internet search history was going to look. So he searched, how do you delete your search history completely? (laughs) (laughs) Google knows everything. Why not ask? The searches only continued to really go more off the rails the next day when Chuck looked up how to be a serial killer. Whoa. Yeah. As well as 15 cheapest places to live in the world. For a thousand dollars a month. Um, also, he looked up how to get away with murder, how to kill without being caught, how does one plan a murder without getting caught. So he was really looking very specifically for certain things during this time. And on April thirtieth, and this part is really terrifying, he looked up the term Houston escorts. So on May 3rd, he made several searches in an attempt to learn more about how police check phone records of missing persons and whether or not police can access the text messages of a deceased person or forcibly unlock a phone during a police investigation. Finally, on June 9th, Chuck was officially charged with murder and tampering with evidence, specifically the body. The police issued a statement about the charges and a manhunt ensued. A photograph of Chuck was included in the statement, along with an announcement of a $5,000 reward for information leading to his arrest. As of this recording, he still remains at large, and authorities are actively seeking his whereabouts. Additionally, Felicia's father, Kevin, publicly voiced his dissatisfaction with the Houston Police Department, claiming that they were wrong to release Chuck after his arrest on May 13th. Kevin has raised the possibility of pursuing legal action against the HPD and the state of Texas.
0: On August 3rd, Kevin made his first public statement since he learned the details that the police uncovered and hearing that his daughter was very likely murdered. He said, it was very difficult for me as a father to just know that I'm not going to see my daughter ever again and ever talk to her again. He also disclosed that he had been grappling with depression, severe PTSD, anxiety, and high blood pressure. And he further said, I can't sleep. I can't stop before my daughter is found and this man is found. On the same day, which was August 3rd, Kevin posted an update on GoFundMe indicating that he had actually received information that suggested that the suspect, Chuck Wabua, had fled to Nigeria. He again chastised the Houston Police Department for their handling of the whole situation, particularly their release of the suspect, without properly monitoring him. Kevin said that as a father, he really faced a dilemma. He wasn't sure if he should rely on law enforcement, should he hire a bounty hunter himself. He even kind of dramatically suggested that he could offer a reward in Nigeria once the suspect's location was found out, or as he specifically put it, put a price on his head. Um, He vowed to just do whatever possible to keep fighting until all parties involved were brought to justice. On February 7th, 2023, a worker from the Texas department of transportation discovered human remains. They described what they found as portions of a body, including an upper torso along with jewelry inside of a bag in the Sam Houston national forest near Flamingo lakes and highway 149. The recovered jewelry was a match for Felicia's belongings, which prompted authorities to contact her father, Kevin, to let him know that they may have found something. The remains were then sent for DNA and dental record analysis.
1: Before the end of the same month, the remains were positively identified as belonging to Felicia. Authorities informed law and crime that while no formal determination regarding the cause and manner of death has been made, the assumption was that the manner of death was homicide. After the news was made public, Kevin spoke to KHOU11, saying that he was relieved and grateful for finding Felicia, and he acknowledged that some people never get that closure. Kevin even went so far as to say he felt blessed and humbled and expressed just his appreciation for this Texas Department of Transportation worker that found the bag. He said, quote, That's my daughter popping back from the grave for her revenge, for her justice. That is what that is. Now everything is going to come to the surface, end quote. On February 28th, Kevin posted on GoFundMe talking about his determination to seek justice. He emphasized the need to hold all involved parties accountable and said he hoped for a cash reward to help find the man responsible. And unfortunately, that's really the last update we have in this case. Chuck Wabua in Wabada is still on the run. He is a black man with brown eyes and black hair. He's six foot one and 260 pounds. Please, please make sure to check out the picture we have in the show notes of Chuck. And if you see him, call the police immediately. If you have any information about his whereabouts, you're asked to contact the Houston Police Department Homicide Division at 713-308-3600 or or Crime Stoppers at 713-222-TIPS. And we'll have all this information in our show notes. We'll make sure to post it on Instagram stuff so you see his picture. Um, and my goodness, I really hope this family gets some answers in quickly.
0: I do too. And this case is truly terrifying to think that he's out and on the run because there still is a lot of questions like who were the individuals on the The cell phone those three photos that they found of other people um, that were deceased that he you know he had photos and so there's a lot more that needs to be brought to light with this guy so yeah I gosh I just really hope that they find something that leads them to you know exactly where he is and they're able to bring him
1: down. Right yeah like you were saying With those searches, with those pictures, all of that, with the past history with Jessica, um, it doesn't seem like this is a one and done type of thing. So obviously finding him is key in all of this. But man, I feel for her family and just I can't imagine hearing that they had the guy at the police station. They let him go and now he's gone like I don't know. I know they have their reasons for the way they do things and there's laws and all of this stuff, but man, it just in black and white, it, it looks like an absolute nightmare.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, we will have all of that in the show notes where you can look at his photograph and everything, especially if you live in the Texas area, anywhere in Texas or anywhere around there. If for no other reason, look at this guy's picture just so you know, this is a dangerous person, right? You know, you know, kind of who to look for and stay away from. So yeah, this is definitely um, an ongoing case. And I really do hope they will find him and come to a conclusion soon. For sure. Okay, Melissa, are we ready to turn the page and move on to last thing? Absolutely. Before we go. And my gosh, I never thought I would say this, but I'm so glad. Oh, it won't be the last thing, last thing. Oh, kind of. Yeah. We'll be back at the reunion. Love is blind. Melissa, we're back on love is blind. Love
1: is blah, is what love I feel is about blah. this
0: season. It totally mm-hmm. is. And this season... I don't think we're the only ones who feel that way because everything no. I read on like every platform, everyone is saying the same thing. They're like, does everybody else hate this season?
1: Everyone hates the season. I would like to yes. say <laughs> – I would like to go on record saying I've been hating it since the very beginning. I did not find <laughs> anything likable about any of these people. Like yeah. I really kept thinking like maybe I'll come around, but no, I don't like no, them. No, no. You know, it was so bad
0: for me. Like almost had to – force myself to watch it like the last set of episodes that came out i was like oh my gosh i have to watch this because i have to do it for the podcast so i could talk about it and like but it was one of those things where i was like this is feels like work and not like something i really want to watch because truly it was just like not that captivating and entertaining so um and it's just such a weird season too because we only have two couples right that have made it to the end and are going to go down the aisle and that's definitely unusual because i feel like in past seasons there's been like four or even five sometimes
1: yeah i don't even think three it's definitely been like four or so but we lost somebody along the way jp and taylor right they definitely it was right for them to separate ways Uh, for sure percent um and then there was another one we learned that wasn't even shown on the show. So um, so they, I guess, thought they were going to have four. They did not. They only had two. And they were the worst couples. Worst. Did you see on Instagram that I accidentally posted the wrong name? I posted Chelsea and Izzy, like who people <laughs> were voting for. And then it was like hours later that somebody wrote and was like, I think you mean Stacy." And I'm like, oh, I didn't no. even realize that was the same person basically from last oh. year.
0: I know. Well, honestly, I feel like they have some similarities.
1: I know they really do.
0: Yeah. So, to tell you the truth, I don't remember what happened except for the weddings. I let's did do the watch weddings. The weddings. It,
1: nothing nothing happened.
0: happened. They argued. They argued over like
1: they like, argue because well. <sighs> stacy slash chelsea and izzy they argued because of course we don't see this fight we have to hear about it after that um he, he has like credit card debt or something but like thirty that- five hundred dollars which is a lot of money i'm not saying it's not right, but, but it's, it's also not like, like not like in the grand scheme of things yeah like she could pay it off for him that weekend or whatever you right. know right it's not, you'll be able to get out of it eventually. You but know? the whole thing that
0: she like made it so thing like she's like, I don't know if I can trust you, blah, blah, blah. Oh and all this. I was like, listen, this poor guy, like he is trying to like impress you. Like I'm not, oh, who else is not surprised that he wasn't like, oh, by the way, I have a little bit of credit card debt. Like he's probably sitting here thinking, like, it's $3,500. It's probably not going to be that big of a deal. Right. Like it's not like I'm hiding the fact that I have to pay back, like, or something like that. You know, like, I I don't know. I feel like she was a little over the top about it. And I felt like given the circumstances and the situation they were in, I didn't find it all that shocking that he, like, didn't want to make a big deal out of that. Like, that's not something I felt. But again, everybody has their boundaries and different kind of things that they think would be important or that they would like to know and other people don't think certain things are a big deal. I don't know. I don't – I just – To me, I didn't think that it was that big of a deal. And I just thought that she – I don't know. I know know you're not her biggest fan, so I don't have to say too much because you
1: already already know. (laughs) But here's where I will come to her defense. I do think that um, omitting the truth, like not putting it out there is lying. And so I feel like if you knowingly kept that from her, yeah, that's wrong. Even if you don't think it's a big deal, like she's clearly talked about money enough where – it would be much easier to just say, she's going to find out about it. Right. Much easier to just be like, listen, I was really stupid. I spent a lot of money. I've you know, gotten on a financial plan or whatever. I'm working to pay it off. Something. Right. Instead of being caught because then it looks really bad.
0: Yes. I totally agree. I agree. So they
1: walk down the aisle. Sure. And? oh and the, they get to the end of course they're all lovey-dovey he um ends up uh, i hate when they get to the vows i hate all the mushy parts of these shows me too. I, I want Well, i just turn. hate how because everything they say sounds fake
0: right because when you put it in the context of like you've only known each other for what eight weeks at the most we've been through so point. much like, right i've changed you've changed me as a man i was like you haven't even been through a Brita filter at this time. Like, you guys haven't been through that much. I know. Like, what is happening? That that was the stuff. I'm like, no, no, no. Because this just sounds so corny. Because he did mm-hmm. a lot of those types of, like, lines where he's like, I'm a better man because of you and all
1: this and that. and like. But also, you're really tough and you're really hard to be around. And, like, sometimes you're mean. Like, he was yeah. still telling the truth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean anyway so I, Mandy
1: you text I texted you before you watched it and said what do you think they're gonna say and you thought they were both gonna say yes spoiler we're going through this and and what actually happened
0: so he of course says yes he was asked first and he said I do love you so much Stacy can't wait to be your husband forever and she and I'll fight for you no matter what I always right. like that line <laughs> right before this happens right And then – oh, that was the other thing. So you know how they do – they make the pause seem, like, so dramatic, right? I love it. Mm -hmm. I know. And then they're, like, panning around the room and making it look like they're, like, literally waiting for five minutes for her to come up with an answer. Right. (laughs) Even though you know it probably was, like, very, very fast. So they did that, like, for the dramatic effect where it's, like, everyone's, like, (gasps) you know, in their seats. And you're, like, what's going to happen? And she just very sweetly in her little stacy way was like sorry i'm not 100% and hope you understand that i hope people
1: come for you for Bye. describing it that way <laughs> very sweetly in her little stacy way well, she break. did like
0: i thought that what she, her honestly let's be real what she said was 100 percent correct like she was just like i what we don't have under our belt right now is time like we just need more time i think that she um definitely saw some of the concerns that she might have in the future regarding financial things which i'm definitely for sure not saying that is not a big deal to be to consider before you go into a marriage i think that it is um But I also think that she does like him a lot. So, like, I did feel like it was genuine when she was saying that she just wanted to, like, give it time and, like, see where things go kind of, like, in a regular setting, you know, in the outside world. And don't come on this
1: show. I want people who are willing to burn their lives down for this experiment. And if you're not willing to do it, get out of here. I, 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 I need to see you're ready to burn some houses down. Like, you need to be really in it and, like, Unstable to yeah. be on this show. Don't yeah. don't try to do this. We no. haven't known each other that long. <laughs> Give me a break.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. So anyway, so she said no, can't do it today, implying that she might do it another day.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, that would annoy me too. I would be so ticked off if I was in the audience and they knew that. You know, she knew she was going to say no. i would be like, why did you invite me here? I know you, you were going to say why no. Why did I
0: come? I know.
1: And who Ugh. decides one minute before? They're always like, I never knew what I was gonna do until right when I got up there. I'm like,
0: No. You did. Y- you, knew. you had some idea. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: Oh, and he said one thing. So like he kind of handled it really well up there and like kissed her, which I was like, Come on, calm down. Like you're you're mad. It's okay to be mad. Um yeah. or like embarrassed or something. And uh Then afterwards, he's like, she was always looking for something to be mad at or something she didn't like and totally agree. She was like anything. Lydia's the same way, though. Something that comes up, it's like, but why aren't you doing this for me? Or why aren't you doing this for me? And all those things. So it was apparently I'm a little more passionate than I thought about that. Yeah, yeah. I know.
0: Anyway, well, she said no. And they did not get married. That was against
1: my prediction. I said that they would get married. You did, and then moving on to Milton and Lydia, <laughs> dear Lydia, um, your you said that they would. <laughs> I like that you didn't ask me, so I I can just blast this on you. You I said Lydia Milton that, would say no.
0: Oh, I assumed that they would say no, and I thought that you had already watched it by that point. Oh, so I, I had, didn't. I had. Oh, so I well, well why you, would it I? It would have. It would have been no reason to ask no me, but I just like that I didn't have to
1: even do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't
0: even have to guess. So I said that they would both say no. And honestly, I thought that based on one the one scene when they were having dinner, maybe in the episode right before the wedding episode. Uh-huh. And um, first thing I noticed was that they were having like kind of like an argument. He was talking to her about how she's like a jerk in the morning. Like she wakes oh, up yeah. in the morning just like ready to fight, like always has something wrong. Like he even said something like, but you'll be mad with it. Like, cause, or because she said,
1: you oh, did that's, that's she turned you it around
0: something. on him, right? Like I'm always – there's always a reason or something. And he's like, you've only been awake for 30 seconds. Like what could I have done like in that time period to like make you mad? But the just the way that she was kind of like – she was very defensive about everything that he was saying, um, pointing mm-hmm. out like some of her like – not so great parts and she like didn't right. appear that she was very good at handling that information coming her way yeah. so i thought that at that point milton might see more of her true colors and like yeah. would say no to marrying her that I is kind not of wonder if he happened. wants.
1: To, yeah <laughs> i kind of wondered if he just wants to get away from his family because it seems yeah. like that dynamic is pretty intense and i feel like he saw that Lydia's family was more easygoing and loving and more vocal and all that stuff. And maybe being young, he's like, well, I can get – I should get away from this. Because it doesn't seem like – it didn't seem like a very fun childhood experience with his parents. They're just very – Right. Strict, or I don't know. They're just like
0: rigid. They're just very like. Rigid's the word, yeah. Structure. I mean, I don't know. They just, some people are just like that and they raise their families that way. That's just some people's personalities. But that, for that reason, I don't know that he's going to be a good person for Lydia anyway. Because I feel like that poor guy, I just want to see him with someone who just wants to have fun. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And I feel like Lydia does to an extent, but then also I do feel like she must have a side to her that, like, obviously we don't see what she's like first thing in the morning, like, we don't know. But if he was saying, like, hey, there's times when, like, you're showing, like, an ugly side of your personality, like. Right. And she was very much like, what do you mean? I think every time he said anything, she was like, what do you mean? it's like what yeah. do you mean what does he mean like he means what yeah, he yeah. just said
1: <laughs> i know it's like she wants examples for everything and if you're having that kind of conversation i always have a hard time being yeah like, well i know i have my reasons but i cannot <laughs> think of anything specifically so don't right. call me out on it um yeah but give me a I day and I'll have
0: yeah a <laughs> yeah yeah right i know so anyway i thought that dinner they had was super awkward and it was like so weird because they had like the waiter that like they're having a very serious back, like kind of heated back and forth yeah, they're kind yeah. of like going back and forth with each other and the waiter's arm is just there like pouring wine like <laughs> into their glasses <laughs> like.
1: oh yeah it's it's really something to see i'll tell you that much but yeah i i don't know i just felt like she she wanted to pretend that she was so much more grown up than him like she'll she's very quick to put down his age a little bit that reminds
0: me of the one lady jessica and mark yes where it was like always a thing where she is like i'm 31 and you're 20
1: 20. yeah it was that was their her whole personality was that But then he can kind of be short with lydia too so i just thought like maybe he's not having any of it either i didn't know i kind of felt like lydia would get married no matter what if a door was anyone right exactly yeah and he, I felt like, was more calculated like that Paul guy from last season, but uh-huh. thank God it didn't go that way. <laughs> Mandy, what happened? So what did ha- – oh, she they said yes. They boringly said yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. The- oh, they both said yes. Yeah. is oh. that exciting? That's
0: oh, how miserable this so, season and, and was. Let me tell you, I literally just watched this right before we started recording and I already forgot that they got married, so that's how. that's how captivating –
1: it was. <laughs> Honestly. But here's the thing. They're going to hear about this from everyone on social media. They're going to ramp up the, the crazy. And we need somebody to cheer for. Even I didn't like anybody. I liked Milton and Lydia. I was okay with. But like it wasn't like a Lauren and Cameron thing where you're right. cheering for them. Like you do need that like special couple you can't believe. T- Tiffany and Brett. Yes, need oh, like love that.
0: them. You have to. And we didn't have anyone like that this season. There was mm-hmm. no couple that I was ever excited about. And like you said, we joked, you know, we joked about how when you really think about these people are very young. And so it's like, I don't care if you get married at twenty two, yeah. like I you probably shouldn't, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, <I> know.
1: Like, <laughs> I know, I know. I did see that they're like promoting the Love is Blind tell-all and it said live and then they crossed it out because they know what a train wreck last year was. So it's not (laughs) going to be live. Yeah. So I'm hoping that they listen to social media and really make some adjustments because yeah, there was a twist in the season, but I didn't think it was great. It wasn't, didn't really do anything for me.
0: No, I agree. So I think they need to get it together for next season or Love is Blind might lose me. They might
1: lose me. Well, I'll get you on (laughs) something else. I've got plenty of shows. Don't worry. I I can start a list. (laughs)
0: Perfect. Um,
1: Okay, well, that was, well, I guess we'll talk about the reunion next week. If there's anything worth talking about, let's see. If not, then we'll just do something else. Because, yeah, Yeah. we don't want to bore you. If we're bored, then you'll be bored. (laughs) Yeah, I can't even imagine how many people have already turned this off. But before we go, Mandy, I did want to, uh, we did want to share that we are playing the promo for our friends Whitney and Melissa, great name, Melissa, uh, with Navigating Advocacy They've worked with Haley and they – we actually met them at CrimeCon, which was yes. awesome. They do really amazing stuff. Uh, advocacy work. There you go, the name. Um, but they even do once every quarter, and I love this idea, they go to the site of like a missing person they've covered, something like that, to join in on the search. Um help pass out flyers, whatever's needed. So every quarter they do that. So I, I just thought that was very cool yeah. and very admirable and awesome that they're doing that. So make sure you check that out at the end of the episode or just in a couple seconds. It's like 10 seconds left.
0: <laughs> All right, guys, that is it for this week. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place, new story. Have a great week. Bye. Embark on a journey into the unknown with Navigating Advocacy, where we turn armchair detectives into real-world advocates, one unsolved case at a time. Navigating Advocacy is a true crime podcast hosted by me, Melissa. And me, Whitney. We are two passionate advocates who believe in the power of action. Our podcast isn't about sensationalizing crime stories. It's about inspiring change. Join us as we explore cases with a focus on ethical storytelling.
1: As individuals with a strong commitment to volunteering and a boots-on-the-ground approach, we believe that action-oriented advocacy is the means through which we can make a difference. We're here to empower you to also become advocates, no matter where or who you are. Whether you're a seasoned true crime fan or new to the genre, we invite you to join us on this journey of discovery and advocacy.
0: Navigating Advocacy is available wherever you get your podcasts.